Welcome to episode 13 of the Effective Faith podcast. This is a weekly podcast answering all your questions about productivity, tools and gear to help us get stuff done, as well as theology, Christian living, and how to approach getting things done in a way that supports your overall well-being and helps us to honour Jesus better. My name's Chris Wood. I run Effective Faith, and I'm your host for this podcast. Before we dive in today, I'd like to encourage you that if you if you do value this podcast, then please do subscribe to it and leave a review on your podcast app of choice, whatever that is. That really will help to get the podcast to be uh, seen and heard by more people. And if you know of anybody who you think this particular episode or the podcast in general might be helpful for, then please, please pass it on to them. That'd be really kind of you. Thank you. This week, we've got a question from a listener. How can I get more organized without it becoming a massive burden? It's a great question, and it, it actually it gets right to the heart of what I'm trying to do here at Effective Faith. You see, most people out there, they, they won't have heard of half of the apps that get talked about on productivity blogs or YouTube channels. They're not going to be interested in all the latest features that Notion is releasing or the best plugins that you can get for apps like Obsidian, they won't even have heard of these apps. It's quite a niche area of interest. Most people just want to be more organized and more effective with their time, but they don't want it to take over their entire lives. So this question is an absolutely fantastic question. Thank you very much. So to you and to anyone else with this question, I want to begin to answer by saying this. You need to choose your burden. You can have the burden of being organized or you can have the burden of being disorganized. Let's think about the burden that comes with being disorganized. You're only ever as good as what you can remember in the moment. Now, I'm thinking of an extreme case here where there's no system for tracking anything beyond the moment. I think of one person I used to work with who would plan agendas for meetings on the back of an envelope in the moments before the meeting started. Things would frequently get missed as if it wasn't something that they remembered off the cuff in those moments, then it never made the agenda. Or, you know, I think of myself and a rudimentary system that I employed uh, some years ago of putting things in conspicuous places so I wouldn't miss them. I'd, I'd write a birthday card and then uh, the day before I absolutely had to post it first class to make sure it arrived on the person's birthday, I would, I would put it on my doormat by the front door so I wouldn't miss it when I left the next day. I don't know if you've ever done that. And then the next day I would get home from work at the end of the day and I would not only have to call the person and apologize for sending the card late, but I would also need to replace the envelope as the one I'd written now had a footprint on it. You see, without a system, you're only ever as good as what you can remember in the moment. That means that the bulk of your thoughts, your ideas, the things you remember are going to become lost in the ether of your own mind. Our brains, they rarely remind us of things at the exact moment we need them. It's not, it's not how they're designed. We might remember about an email that we need to send or a call that we need to make whilst we're out on a run or when we're writing a research paper or cleaning the dishes. 
It's rare that your brain reminds you of that call that you need to make whilst you're sat phone in hand with time to spare. And what about those ideas that you have that spark out of nothing? Things you might like to do, things you might like to try, questions that you don't know the answer to but want to find out. Without some way to capture and organise all of this, much of it's just going to get lost. Then there's the burden of missed appointments or being late or of double booking ourselves. You see, this is a key burden, isn't it, of being disorganised? Because this one doesn't only affect you, but it affects others as well. What about the burden and the stress that comes of remembering things at the last minute, whether it's a family member's birthday, a meeting that you haven't prepared for, something that you committed to doing but have then forgotten about, or a deadline for work or personal admin? Sometimes we just forget these things, only to remember them with little or no time to actually sort them out, which leads to stress and anxiety. The point is, it's not just being organised, that can be a burden. Being disorganised is as well, and not just for ourselves. If you work on a team or if you live in a family and are incredibly disorganised, you can bet that someone is filling in for you in all of those gaps that you're leaving. Thus, this burden often falls on others and not just on you. So we need to choose our burden. If we want to be more organised and we want to be more effective, then having some kind of a system is key. Now, when it comes to having a system for organising ourselves, here's my list of things to consider. It needs to be a system that you understand. It needs to be a system built by you and for you. It needs to be a system that works for you and not you for it. It needs to be a system that doesn't rely on what you can remember in the moment. It needs to minimise the friction that's involved in using it. It needs to be something that helps you to serve and to serve with those around you. And it needs to be something that you can't lose. You see, on that last point, this is, the da- this is actually the downside of a, of a paper-based system. I've worked with at least three people in the past who managed everything out of a simple diary plan and notebook and they would frequently lose it and then miss everything that they were supposed to do and be at you see with that in mind simplicity is the key to your system not becoming a burden for you and for others this is why uh, expanding on the the writing of carl a guy called carl Pauline, rather than explain exactly how i do things I prefer to explain it in terms of the core elements, the basic principles to a system and the core tools for it to work. You see, in my view, the core elements of a system are uh, collect, organize, plan, execute or cope as an acronym. So looking at each of those in turn, collect, you need to have a means to make a note of every task or commitment, thought or idea that comes your way from whatever source it comes in at you from whether it's from a phone call, a text, or a WhatsApp message, a friend you bump into in the street, or an email, something you're watching on TV or listening to, or just a random thought that pops into your head at a random moment. It needs to be easy to access and fast to input things. For most of us, an app on our phone is going to do the job nicely here. It could be 
a note taking app or a task app, whatever. You may want to have a little pocket notebook as well. I do. For some, it's still seen as a bit rude to be on your phone during meetings with them. And you might not want your phone by your bed overnight. So having a notebook is helpful. Collect. Then we need to organize. This doesn't need to be complicated. You need to have a means of organizing your tasks, your things to do, a means of organizing your notes, thoughts, ideas and plans and a means of organizing your time. Now, much ink and much film has been spilled over the various ways there are to do this. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to exist. You see, a single long list of tasks with no organization is just no help to anybody. Personally, I organize my tasks into lists based on when I'm going to do them. Again, it's an idea I picked up from Carl Pauline. I have uh, a list for tasks for this week, for next week, for this month, for next month, and for longer term. My notes, my thoughts, my ideas, uh, I organize these based around any goals that I'm working through, projects that I have, or areas of life such as marriage, parenting, health, etc. I have some resource-based notes from, uh, from books, for example, and then I've just got an archive folder for stuff that I no longer need ready access to. And my calendar, like most people, I, I organize that based around the days of the week and the hours of the day. Um, that's fairly standard, actually. Planning. Plan. Uh, a basic plan for your time of what you'll do when that considers what needs to be done by when. You can do this broadly or in excruciating detail. What matters is that you decide what's important and that's what you plan to give time to. You see, otherwise you might end up playing Skyrim on date night or responding to endless meaningless emails instead of finishing the big presentation or sermon for tomorrow. And then lastly, execute. The best plan in the world means nothing if you don't actually do anything. So crack on. Now, those are the core elements. Collect, organize, plan, execute. And then you have your core tools. You need a calendar or a planner to organize your time. You need a notes app or a notebook for taking and organizing your notes and your rough work. You need a task manager or a to-do list of some kind to organize your tasks and things you need to do. And then you need a document storage system for your more formal work and, and document filing. If you want to be more effective and if you want to be more organized, those are the core elements and those are the core tools that you're going to need. Now, back to the question, it is complexity that is a killer here. And this is when things become burdensome. So here are some of the ways that things get too complex. You might have too many apps in your system. So you have Google Calendar for your personal stuff and Outlook Calendar or Apple Calendar or whatever for work. You might use Notion or ClickUp or whatever for managing projects and project tasks, but then Microsoft To Do or Todoist for everything else. Or you might have one app for work, one app for personal you might have two or three different notes apps for different purposes, whether you're doing study or research or journaling or writing. You might have files stored in Dropbox, Google Drive, OneDrive, and on the hard drive of your computer. Too many apps all over the place. 
there might well be too many different places that things might be, whether that's in all of those different apps that I just mentioned or different places where you write things down to capture them. Some of them are in a notebook. Some of them are on a sheet of paper you found. Some of them are uh, in a to-do list. Some of them are on a notes app. Some of them are uh, on a napkin that you had whilst you were in a restaurant. Or you might have four or five different notebooks on the go for different purposes and you write random things in each of them as you go. You've got too many different places where you note things down and it's impossible to keep track of it all. Or it might be, and I have seen this, and I, I at one stage did this myself, you give yourself too many decisions to make in order to actually organize something. So, for example, in order to organize a task, you need to decide what area of life or project it relates to, what goals it serves in the short, medium and long term, what tools or equipment you might need to have with you in order to complete it who you might need to discuss it with, where you might need to be in order to do it, how long it is going to take you to do it, how much energy it's going to require for you to do it, when you plan to do it, when it must be done by, and all of that needs to be decided in order to add the task buy more coffee to your to-do list. Too many decisions to actually organise something. Now, I've given this a bit of thought, and here is the reason why complexity is a killer. You need a system to organize and manage the complexity of life because you cannot manage it all in your head. But if the system becomes too complex and too complicated, then you can't manage the system in your head. You see, a classic example of what I mean here is what you often see in libraries. You need a system to organize and manage all of the knowledge contained in all of the books in the library. And this is what they write on the stickers that are on the side of the books. But then you need an additional layer to that in order to manage the system, which is the labels on the bookcases or that are hanging down from the ceilings. And then the index cards that they have at the front desk, which are now mainly stored on computers, telling you where to go in the library to find the shelves that you need. You need a system to manage your system because the system is too complicated. It's also going to become a burden if the system you have is too rigid. There's no flexibility for changing needs and priorities and no flexibility for fluctuating energy levels and health. This is uh, one of the reasons why I don't do something called time blocking. That's where Every minute of your day is given a job, usually in 15 or 30 minute blocks of time. You see, a small change in what you need to do or, or just having a cold, meaning that you have a slower start or things just take you longer during the day, it just means your whole plan is destroyed and the time blocking purists would say everything needs to be replanned and re-time blocked, which is just a complete waste of energy and time. In short... The burden comes when your system becomes your master and not your servant. And so there you go. Choose your burden, being organized or disorganized. And if you choose to be organized, then you minimize that burden by keeping it simple, boiling it down to its core elements and making sure that your system serves you and not the other way around.
Now, as I said at the start, if you found this valuable, then please do uh, leave a review and share it with others. And also, I would love to have more questions from listeners. So please do drop me an email. That's effectivefaith15.58 at gmail.com. Or please use the contact form on my website, effectivefaith.org. And actually, if you listen on Spotify, uh, then you should be able to ask a question directly in the Q&A box on Spotify. So please do that. And I will see you next week for the next episode.